0: good morning top fan rivalry followers on a tuesday morning it's good to have you all here i got a treat for you today i went into the well and grabbed one of the brightest and the best out i grabbed jason from bourbon and baseball man this guy's baseball knowledge is insane and we're going to talk world series so good morning mr jason beck how are you this morning
1: I'm doing well this morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Looking forward to talking some World Series,
0: man. Amen. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, let's let's talk through it a bit. So, first of all, um, unless you had Gray's Sports Almanac in your back pocket, did you see Texas and Arizona at the beginning of the season being in the World Series? Uh
1: no, not a chance. Uh you know, maybe Texas had an outside chance. They got boats, they got the Grom, and you know, people were uh seeing the forest for the trees. Hey, they had a potential chance at it. But Arizona uh, didn't see it until um I felt that sense of urgency once they let Mad Bond go. And then I knew that there was a there was a sense that they could compete. And
0: uh but being in the World Series, not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, I kind of felt that same way. I thought um, I thought for sure Arizona was going to be better because they were getting younger. I didn't think, however, I was going to be talking about them. I was going with the traditional stuff. The Phillies, the Braves, you know, some of these, these other right. teams. The Padres, the, the Yankees, I mean the Mets at the beginning, right? I was looking at this going, oh my gosh, on paper, the Padres and Mets are just going to dominate. It, it's just their world and we're all just playing in it. But <laughs> apparently not. Apparently not. So, so far we've had a couple of games of the World Series. To you, good World Series, great World Series, I can take it or leave it. Without a doubt, Bill. Every top top fan, rivalry fan out there.
1: Whatever team you you support, regardless, we have to realize and really pay tribute to this being an epic World Series. This postseason in general has just been epic, but this World Series, every single game is something that we haven't seen before. Um, I, I was just watching the the 2 All Star game um, on YouTube the, the last night. I was watching the O2 All Star game on, and it was. It was okay. it was good. There were there were really good players on there, but I'm seeing things in this postseason in this World Series. I haven't seen in any previous. Uh, yeah, big event in Major League All-Star game postseason world Wild Card, World Series, you name it. Yankees included daughters included big market teams included. This is every game has something hinging on history.
0: So kind a flair, right? And it's it's a different, yeah. I I honestly I, I was joking with my wife when the championship series were laid out. I said, it's gonna be Philly, it's gonna be a, a return of Philly in Houston, but nothing has gone according to plan the way that you look at it on paper this season. So you watch it, it'll be Texas and Arizona, and she's like, Well, we'll see, you know, yada yada yada. And so when Texas won the first two games in Houston, I thought, boom. And then when Philly came out and dominated the first game of the NLCS, I thought, this isn't even going to be a shot. Like, this is over. I, Boy, was I guy mean, wrong.
1: I mean, realistically, if we look at it you know, from a different perspective, Arizona's one pitch away from being up 2 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that bomb that Seeger hit in the ninth was a, the a nail in the coffin. I mean, they and and Arizona came back and they still took it and went and but they're realistically one pitch away from being in a two zero lead going home to to clean it up. So you know, we, you, they they deserve the respect that they haven't been given yet nationally. Uh, they're they're proving everybody wrong every single day and in inning. And we talk about it. You've talked about it before. And we're baseball guys. Get them on. Get them in. Get them over. That's what the Diamondbacks are doing. I mean, they had seven two out RBIs the other night. <laughs> you know, they're putting pressure on the defense constantly. Uh, we talk about shutdown down innings. Uh, Merrill Kelly is their ace. Period. The 35-year-old veteran from Korea and a million other teams. But this guy has single-handedly just kind of put him in the in the driver's seat and shut down the Phillies twice last um in the series. You know, he just kind of took out their big guys. And then the other night he gives up two in the first, and he could get he could get rattled as could be, but he comes back and gives has a shutdown inning and gives the D backs a chance. To come out offensively and do what they do, and it it worked. And I'm I'm exceptionally excited to see Brandon fought tonight because I think I think there's bigger question marks with Scherzer than with fought. To be perfectly honest.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Scherzer's arm doesn't last a whole season. He's kind of like Clayton Kershaw, and and much respect. They're both going to the Hall of Fame. That's that's not even a question in anybody's mind. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you're right. There's one pitch away and Arizona's up to nothing. Um, I said this, you know, on the morning show yesterday, I said, listen, he, he, Texas has got to stay on their pattern. They got to play their game. Arizona just needs to keep putting pressure, keep running. And so I get a lot of questions, Jason, and I want you to to kind of break this down for me, what you think. I get a lot of questions from people saying, Hey, do you think the rule changes have been what has made Arizona so good? What are your thoughts? Um, I think the rules changes have just benefited
1: baseball and the whole uh playoff scenario, postseason scenario, besides the Ghost Runner, of course. But these the I think these rules changes have really enhanced the game this year, to be perfectly honest. Uh, maybe speed wise, it, it's helped them a little bit, but I mean, speed kills, it, 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 you can't speed exposes, it takes care of itself. I mean, it, it is what it is. Teams build on that, but you can't, you can't defend speed to be perfectly honest, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. no, you can't. And there's no defense for a walk. And I mean, you and I both watch. I liked what I like what Jordan Montgomery did on the mound. When he was pitching, because he was holding the ball and he was he was working that pitch clock scenario to his advantage, right? Um, which I liked that, but he also had somebody pick his lunch, and at his first movement, looking right at the runner, the runner took off and he went to home plate, and I just thought, he, you're it, better it, than that. It's
1: really interesting because as we talked about in the Astros Rangers series. The Astros were so good because they they had a lot of experience in the in the postseason. They were a veteran up and down that, that lineup. And it made Texas make every pitch count. Every pitch was super important. It, it was, you know, it, it was do or die. And they put a lot of pressure on the Rangers pitching staff to really, really be perfect. I mean, you know, we couldn't get your Don out. And so in this series... Arizona, in their own youthful way, they're grinding out at bats. Um, Ketel Marte has just taken this team to another level. Through the years that I've been seeing them and following them and watching them, to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't think he was the face of the franchise for a few years. And then last year started to come a little bit more with his responsibility and stepping up. I saw him hustling but they're grinding out at bats. They're, 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 they know that zone. They put. Put sack rusher on the Rangers staff as Houston was with all their experience
0: in the CS. Couldn't agree with you more. And one of the things that I've noticed too, is I, I, Jason, you and I played a hundred years ago. So it's, it's a little, a little different. I mean, I, I can remember having George, uh, George Herman Ruth on my team. I like. I mean, that's how long ago I played. Yeah,
1: Christy Matthews.
0: I went out a few times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we just hung out. Lou Gehrig was a great guy. Um, but we played a long time ago. Baseball changed so much. Do you find yourself getting frustrated? Is a bad word, but do you find yourself getting a little annoyed? By the lack of baseball IQ these days just in the simplest um, forms of the game
1: yeah you know at times it's quite frustrating for sure because analytics really dictates just about virtually every move that's made um on called ahead of time you know and that's that's the the the, I guess that's a little bit of the frustrating, frustration that is involved with me and and the analytical side of it is because um, they're predicting what might happen ahead of time if that circumstance arises. And you just can't really do that. It just happens, you know? It, it, yeah. it, and, and you react to the circumstance instead of thinking... So much, and I think if we let that go and just let baseball play itself out and let the circumstance dictate what happens, maybe it'll be a little bit more uh, or less of the frustration level with the, uh, you know, with the way numbers run things.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, Jason, I'm watching <laughs> these games, and I, I, there are certain, there are certain ways that I learned how to play the game, and there are certain ways, certain things you just don't do. Okay, and and so for example, uh game one, uh no, I'm sorry, game six of the ALCS. It's a must-win situation for the Rangers, right? Uh Marcus Simeon comes up to lead off the game, walks on four pitches, Corey Seeger comes up, almost gets hit on pitch five. Pitch six, he basically saws himself off on ball six in a row, and Flies out to the center, uh, flies out to the shortstop. I was losing my mind because in an elimination game, you've just seen five balls in a row. You take a pitch, you take a strike before you even consider swing. I don't care if it's the pitches you dreamed about all your life.
1: I've I've, I've talked to talking to the TV, the the whole play, certain certain situations like that. Wait to see a strike. Make him throw you a strike. Put pressure on them. You know, it's the count dictates pitches too, man. You know, it's so much better to hit in a 1-1 spot than an 0-2 spot, especially if you swing at garbage uh, right, you know, first at bat. Or if you're guessing something, 0-0, and you miss, and all of a sudden they don't even – throw a competitive pitch and you're swinging at something in the dirt you know you take yourself it just changes the the entire at bat you know instead just see a pitch because you could be 3-0 and him not even throw anything close and then you know you you have you have the advantage there but yeah you gotta let the pitch dictate the at bat
0: yeah yeah and it you know some people that are casual fans of the game they don't recognize this fact they don't recognize that hitting a baseball is so difficult cuz not only is it coming everybody says 60 feet 6 inches that's not the case by the time the stride hits and and the ball's being released you're talking about 58 feet away 58 feet away at 90 miles an hour plus is a big deal when you don't know what's coming if it's spinning or if it's coming straight you have no clue so it's difficult to do advantage pitcher but when you've got a guy five and zero, advantage hitter, right? Take a pitch and tell something, right. you know. Make him right. play you, like make him come to you. And the other thing that drives me nuts is, is the other the other night when when Arizona was up nine to one, it was the eighth inning, I think. Or no, they were up seven to one. It was the eighth inning, and they had walked one or two batters, and I'm I'm sitting there with some friends yelling at the TV screen saying, put it in play. Let him put it in play. The best hitters of all time hit three times out of every 10 at-bats. Right. Throw to contact. You're up by six runs. Thank you. Thank you. Was t-
1: you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Pitch to contact for Pete's sakes, man. Just you're up 7-1. You don't, don't throw curveballs, you know. Yeah still you're up seven one in the eighth you need six outs they have to get eight runs to beat you before they get three outs that's yep. not gonna Just throw strikes throw yep. fastballs low so you get ground balls it's so simple you and i it, we would be a great uh one two combo bill yeah. for sure i, I, would, I please it. sign me up as your patience you know going out there. Yeah.
0: yeah my problem is they that's keep all calling. what i would say
1: yeah, I would go out there and say that in the eighth Look, bro, you're up. And I think uh, the, uh, the D-backs pitching coach did go out there and have a, a heart-to-heart with him. It was kind of in that tone, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I was looking at it, I was thinking to myself, okay, you're up 7-1, right? Uh, it's the eighth inning. You're up 7-1. You have six outs to clear this thing up. And he had, like, first and second, and I think he had walked a couple batters. And I thought, okay, now a home run puts him right back in the eighth. Because now right. all they got to do is, you know, if they're down seven to four, have a shutdown inning, and then they only have to score three runs with three outs versus six runs. So it's uh, just just right. it <laughs> you I, and I should be um, watching games together, I'm, throwing stuff at the TV. I just say, what's
1: going on. Come on, I'm I'm sitting um, here and I'm I'm just saying collect outs. That's yeah. I, I said that's every collect outs, man. You know what? once the seventh inning on and on gets, gets going, you know, you need nine outs to go. That's, that's the, that's either the danger zone or the solid zone right there. You, you just collect outs at that point. And there's nothing better than runs than, than adding on, you know, late in the, late in the game as well. And if they're going to Arizona. There's going to be nothing like runs at the bottom of the eighth, and, yes. and it, the interesting thing is to see which big star who's slumping right now, Simeon or Christian Walker, is going to get off the schneid in these next three games because that's going to dictate a lot of which way things go. Ketel Marte, he's 18 for 18. He's going to get his. Yeah. The, the, nobody's Been able to, he's going to get his abs and he's going to get his knocks. And your uh, Gurriel, uh, Lordless Gurriel, is just having a phenomenal postseason. But the key is to see which one of these superstars kind of turns things around in these next games because that's going to dictate a lot for these teams for both of these teams.
0: You know where Arizona has a leg up over Houston. See, Jordan Alvarez was killing the ball, right? you walk Jordan Alvarez with nobody on Jordan's at first you walk Marte with nobody on and he's on third before you right. Go. right and so um that's that's the difference that's the difference maker in that so okay so as kind of a final thought pattern for you take us through both sides so if you are if you're the manager of the D-backs and then if you're the manager of the Rangers what are you telling the boys you're it's basically now a, a best of three right the, the next person to get three wins wins and goes home very very happy. So what are you telling your boys right now? what are you saying to them what are you, what are you trying to teach? what are the keys to the game for you?
1: If, if I'm Tori Lavello, um just continue telling my guys to continue to put pressure continue to do what we've been doing, continue to grind out it back. That's kind of how he's been running things right now. Uh, I tell my pitchers to give me 15 outs, to give me the best 15 outs that they can. Um, and then after that, it's a, it's a pen game. And they have the, the best bullpen in the that I've seen in this postseason yet, which is usually their real weak spot is the D-backs' uh, bullpen. But if they can continue to put pressure, if they can continue to grind out at bats, if they continue to just keep playing their game – I see it going seven, and I can see them winning. Um, if I'm Bochy, um, again, I, they're really under the under the, the pressure right now because everything they do has to kind of, uh, I guess, putting pressure on each pitch for the pitchers, and the, really they're leaning on Adolis right now because he's he's picking up for Simeon uh, Seager he's going to get his as well. But, uh, you know, Bochi just, Bochi's telling him, let's just get one. Because if they get one, then they know they're going home. And so that's, I think is playing that card close to his heart right now. And he's saying, if we can just grind out one, we're going to end up going home for a game seven. And so that's kind
0: of the way I think it's being played out today. I I couldn't agree with you more. I, so game Game three, and, and though those that you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, this was pre recorded right before the game tonight. So I just want to let that let y'all know that. Um, the key I think to to me is getting to the rookie early, making him come to you. Don't expand his strike zone, make him come to you, make him throw to you. And so, and like you said, get 15 outs. Well, make him get make him hurt to get those 15 outs. So I like it, man. This is a great series. And of course, right. you and I don't have a dog in this fight, uh, this fight, so it's fun for us. But if we were a Rangers fan or a diving backs fan, boy, we'd be seeing a cardiologist. Oh, 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 there you go. I guess you do have a dog in the fight.
1: Yeah, see, that, that's for my grandson, Daniel Bryan, and Danae Betsby, my granddaughter. But yeah, that for... About fifteen years now, I've been following these guys secretly, silently, quietly. Being frustrated, getting ulcers, watching them suck. Um, so I'm thrilled for where they are this at this point. And I'm, I'm a Yankees fan through and through. Don't get that twisted. But the, about fifteen years ago, I took my family to Arizona in the summer. We wanted to catch the game at Chase Field, and they were horrible. Absolutely doggy doo. And they just reminded me of every young team that I ever coached. Just kind of like, yeah, we play okay. We're, you know, we're here. We're going to play. We'll compete a little bit. Maybe we'll win, but probably not. And that just, they, I, they, I don't know. They were just a little, kind of endearing to me, man. Miguel Montero was a rookie that year. But I've kept my eye on him, especially being here on the West Coast. I, I can follow him. And so I've seen their moves. I've seen what they've done. And I've kind of had a keen eye on on their little building process going on here. But, yeah, I can see it going seven. And one of the theories, and um, I've said it before, is that free agents now will be keeping an eye on coming, considering Arizona, considering coming to Texas again, or some of these other markets, but it's opening up things
0: for the smaller markets. again. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you say that perfectly because the, if you have, if you were offered the same contract three years ago to play for either the Diamondbacks or I don't know Houston. You're going to go to Houston because they're winning, right? I mean, remember two years ago the Diamondbacks lost 110 games.
1: Oh yeah,
0: that's hard to do. It's hard going. to do. <laughs> uh, but now they're now they're kind of now people are going to look at it and say, listen, it's a dome stadium. We don't have to worry about the heat. We're always going to play in air conditioning. Um, you know, the cost of living is relatively cheap out there. Sure, it's the desert but they got good schools for the kids, you know, yada, 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 Um, you know, and we're going to win some baseball games. So. And, you know,
1: it, it, baseball kind of tries to replicate itself every year, whatever's working, everybody tries to do, you know, we've seen that with the Astros. We've seen that with different teams through the years and whatever is working teams build around that. And so you're going to start next year. Teams. are going to start this year you're, you're, you're going to see them you know building that speed up at the top of the lineup and you know arizona could have let Tori Lovello go three years ago he, they were bad and, but they kept they re-signed him continuously they knew what they had in in him in the in the dugout there and he's just he's he every team is gonna is just kind of dialing up arizona's uh staff and you know what, what did you do what are you and they're trying to adjust according to their analytics what can they do to make themselves more Arizona like yeah. if I can if I can
0: say that yeah no and that's a great way to look at it because at the end of the day when you look they, they play in the tough division they play with the Dodgers and they play with the I mean the Giants are always going to do what the Giants are going to do some years they are going to be great some yeah. years they're not going to compete And then they also play in a league with, um, uh, with the Padres, and so, and it'll be interesting to see what the Padres do in the off season. But now it's a a four dog race instead of a a two or three dog race. Um, I just hope I hope it drives me nuts, Jason, when a team makes the World Series and the next season they go back to being terrible. I just hope that this is here to stay for a couple of years. I'm saying that about my own division. I agree. So, um, I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, any other final thoughts in the World Series that we can give? I think we've done good for for giving them something for Tuesday morning for sure, right? But right. anything else you have on your mind? I think
1: that uh this we're just, you know, tune in and watch these next games. Uh the 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 intensity in, of the indoor filled Chase Field in Atmosphere is going to be electric, number one. Um, but just see what happens. And we're going to be seeing historic baseball each game. We're definitely not going to see a one nothing pitcher's duel for sure. We're, we're not going to see any pitcher go nine innings. We're not going to see anybody get a, a complete game shut out in this World Series. But what we're going to see is going to be exciting. And every Everything is, is is going to be electric these next couple games.
0: Can't wait. Agreed. Agreed. Pop fan rivalry followers, we've had Jason on before, but if you're not doing this, shame on you. Go follow <laughs> Bourbon and Baseball. If you're driving, don't do it now. But when you stop at a light, follow him. That way, you're not you know you're not missing anything. Wednesday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, he does a show where. It's bourbon and baseball, and it's usually with a a gentleman named Joe from Wax Pack Whiskey. And then he invites different people on. They do a great job at breaking down some bourbon. And then after they break down the bourbon, they talk about baseball. They have a water cooler debate. It's a lot of fun. Jason puts a lot of effort into it. So if you're not watching that show on Wednesdays, you better be doing something else that is important because you're missing out. (laughs) so
1: please check us out love to have you join in and uh always love to have when you join in with us bill
0: thank you very much jason thanks for being on for tuesday and we'll look forward to having you on here soon you bet my pleasure my friend all right see you soon